here we go. This is the League Podcast coming to you after a slight hiatus. It is a beautiful Monday here in Cincinnati. Spotify, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, or however you're listening in, I appreciate it greatly. This is going to be an absolutely packed show. Why, you ask? Well, let me tell you why, dear listener. The startup draft for my league concluded about 10 days ago, and there are a lot of things to be excited about. But like all things, there are two sides to the coin. Where there is rain, there's some shine. And when there is excitement and optimism, there is also fear and doubt. Fantasy football and real football are no different. The Jets drafted Zach Wilson. Sound the drums, cue the confetti, we are saved! Let's start planning the Super Bowl parade. Let's take a step back. Let's remember something. You're still the Jets. A league is not won by one or two great players. Let's rewind to the 2019 league and ask Snacks about that. He had Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson in their breakouts years, and he still didn't win a championship, let alone the division. It's the excitement, though, that gets the sad Lions faithful out of bed in the morning as they shower up, pour their coffee into their favorite blue One Pride mug and tell themselves, this is our year. That's the great thing about sports, though, and I hope everyone gets that sense of excitement and hope. From Kansas City to Detroit, there's hope. Granted, that hope is bound to fade, usually by week three or four as reality sets in and you realize this team's really not that good. Same goes for fantasy owners. Especially now in this league that I'm in, it's a dynasty league. It's a franchise league. So next year's draft won't save you because there really isn't a next year's draft. If one of your top picks tears his ACL, has a Liz Frank injury, or decides to get busted with drugs or get involved in a domestic dispute, you have to play next man up. The question is, do you have next man up? This is what we're going to break down today in my league, and I'm going to give my unbiased grades for all 12 teams, 20-man rosters. There's going to be different categories that each team will be ranked on. They're going to be ranked on each position, their depth, and their future. Like, can they win now and can they win in the future? So for those of you listening that are not in the league, this is being done to provide a sense of situational awareness. You've heard 15 names that are going to win your league, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to fit your team. With the breakdown and the results of this league, you can kind of see how your team stacks up in comparison to our teams in this league and help make a situational move that are comparable to your team and play style rather than just hearing, you need this guy, and then racking your brain trying to figure out who to drop for said guy. So feel free to reach out with any questions. If you want an outside opinion, I love questions. This is actually this is an impossibly small show, and the questions and support so far have been amazing. So I'm really glad to be back. So of course I will be giving my uh, season predictions as well. Uh, it's obviously way too early to know for sure, but we're going to do it anyway because speculation is half the fun when it comes to fantasy football. So let's go ahead and get started. This league is standard scoring. It is not PPR. 12-man league, 20 roster spots per team. Starters consist of one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, a flex option that can consist of a running back, wide receiver, or tight end only. Then you have one defense and special teams unit and one kicker. We have three divisions consisting of four teams apiece, and that's a total of six playoff teams when it's all said and done. Three division winners, three wild card winners with the best record. So, I am going to not be doing this alone. I'm going to bring in Pop. 
He is one of the rookies in our league. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Pop. How's it going, everybody? So, as Andrew mentioned, I'm a rookie to this league, but I'm not a rookie to fantasy football in general. I've been playing for about 14, 15 years, somewhere in there, and over that time, I racked up my uh, fair share of championships, so I'm just looking to come in, have some fun, hopefully uh, offer some competition to the guys, and then join the podcast here every now and then to, you know, get some hot takes or maybe some freezing cold takes. We'll see. All right, so let's get started with the Alpha Division. The Alpha Division is home to Seth Onick and the Lombardi Legends, Chris Bradford and the Brad Dogs, Aaron Tackett and the Champa Bay Gronkineers, and of course myself, your humble host, commissioner, two-time reigning defending league champion, a guy who uses the record book as his own personal coloring book, Andrew Chambers, Daddy Sharks, FFC. So with Alpha Division, we're going to start breaking down with Seth Onick. The man that went all the way to the league championship for his season to end in disappointment, the Lombardi Legends. At the quarterback position, we have Matthew Stafford, Ryan Fitzmagic. I'm going to give the quarterback grade a D plus. They are older guys. I like Stafford, but he won't beat you with his legs, which is crucial. And Ryan Fitzmagic is a guy that comes in waves, but age is a factor. At running back, things have recently gone from worrisome to just a downright nightmare. J.K. Dobbins tore his ACL. He's gone for the season. Dobbins is a brutal loss, and with Daryl Henderson Jr.'s work being split with the new addition of Sonny Michel, he just doesn't have a surefire starter at running back. And outside of those two, he doesn't really have anybody who can come off the bench and score points with just Ty Johnson being the only other running back that he has rostered. So with the uncertainty of Dobbins and how he will return when he does get back from the injury, I'm also going to give this position a D-plus for the year. At wide receiver, it's a three-headed monster to say the absolute least. Tyreek Hill, T.K. Metcalf, Stephon Diggs starting with guys like Jalen Rhaegar, Hollywood Brown, Mike Evans, Emmanuel Sanders, and Gabriel Davis to boot. Wide receiver is exploding with talent. I'm giving him an A+. I don't think there's any way. I mean, T.K. Metcalf, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, they're all all still fairly young. They're still going to have quite a few elite seasons left. 100% A+. Dallas Goddard rounding, rounding out the tight end position with Hunter Henry to complement him. I don't love either guy, but they're going to be guys that, you know, give you three, four points when they're occasional touchdown week. I'll give the position a C plus. So for me, that leaves the Lombardi, Lombardi Legends with an overall grade of a C plus. I thought that this team could win now on the backs of the wide receivers, but there are going to be some question marks for the future, and it's time to hit the panic button and sound the alarm right now for the running back position. He doesn't, if he doesn't make a move and fast, his season could already be in jeopardy. So what about you, Pop? What are your grades? So you know what, Andrew? I was within you know a, a plus or minus of every grade that you gave here. I completely agree on the quarterback scenario. Just doesn't really have a future set for himself there. And You know, with Matt Stafford having a defense this year, he's not going to be slinging the ball 50, 60 times a game like he was in Detroit. So, gave him a D-plus there. Uh, At the wide receiver position, I mean, you can't argue with it. Between Tyree, DK, and Stephon Diggs, last year I think they had over 33 touchdowns or something like that, or 34. I mean, so I gave them a flat A, but that's also my highest wide receiver grade. So, uh, moving on to the running backs here, I have them at a C. Uh, just because the only thing I do like is J.K. Dobbins is still young. You know, it, it's terrible for this season, right? It, it's definitely not a win-now position for him. 
But uh, I, I do like J.K. Dobbins. Daryl Henderson's still young. He has chance to take, you know, a good chance to take that job over. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, this season. So I gave him a C. I gave him a C. And then just moving down to tight ends, there's nothing really that stands out at me there. As you mentioned, just a couple guys you'll, you'll throw in there. They'll give you some points every now and then. They'll have one or two games this season. So I just gave him a C. Uh, I, you know, and I think for the tight end position, it's pretty run-of-the-mill. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in, in this league, you can also uh, – where you, you're you going to win games with the defense and special teams unit and the kicker. We're just only going over the skill positions. So yeah. – uh, and that's just that's just a reminder to the audience. But did you uh, – you still had one more thought left on the Lombardi Legends. What was it? Yeah, uh, just my, my overall grade here. I'm just giving my flat C. Um, as you mentioned, their wide receiver core is amazing. And he's he's going to win some games from that, right? I mean, at the end of the day, if you have Tyreek and DK and Stephon Diggs all go off in the same week and you get a decent performance out of Stafford, you know, you're definitely going to be able to craft some wins there. But just the, the remainder of the roster just has so many question marks that I, I have them down at 4-9 and nine on the year here. So that's my, uh, my prediction for the record. Okay. So moving on, we have next... Chris Bradford, he made it into the Final Four last year before being knocked out of the playoffs. He comes into the season with Dak Prescott and Trey Lance at the quarterback position. There's a lot of fantasy potential for both quarterbacks. Uh, I'm going to give him a B-plus at the quarterback position. For running backs, he has Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, and Mike Davis as starters, followed by the Bills' 1-2 combo in Moss and Singletary. J.D. McKissick, Naeem Hines, Rashad Penny, and Tevin Coleman. I'm going to give a B- minus for the running backs, with a lot of potential for future growth. At wide receiver, he's got Justin Jefferson, Cortland Sutton, Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, and A.J. Green. And I love Jefferson, but everything else falls so short for me. Guys who you can plug and play, but nobody who's going to consistently win you weeks. So it's just a C for me, and that's really, I mean, it's heavily carried by Justin Jefferson, that C is. At tight ends, he has Darren Waller and no backup roster at the moment. I love Darren Waller. It's an A-minus grade for me. Overall, I give the Brad Dogs a B. What are your thoughts? All right. So uh, just leaning into the quarterback position here, Dak Prescott and Trey Lance. Dak Prescott's an amazing quarterback. I think he's going to have a great year this year. Um, I am giving him a B-minus here overall, though, just because I think Trey Lance is – you know, unproven. I'm not sure if he's getting the starting spot this year. Um, you know, I had my reservations with him in the preseason just because he didn't have one game that he threw over a 50% completion rate, I'm pretty sure. So it's like, you know, that's that's a pretty important stat unless he's just going to be, you know, chucking the ball downfield all day. But, right. you know, I it, I think it's going to either have to take an injury or Jimmy G just to have some really bad games for him to get plugged in that position. Doesn't mean that he can't be a good quarterback in the future. Um but I, I'm just not sure yet. I'm not sold on him. He doesn't have a starting spot yet. So, you know, he'll have to prove that to me, but I, it's just not there for me yet. So, okay. Going to the wide receiver position, though, I have him listed at a C plus. Um, Justin Jefferson, outstanding receiver. Uh, my only question there is without Adam Thielen, right? Adam Thielen's still there, but just looking at the future, Adam Thielen's not going to be there for long. Is he going to be able to be the number one? by himself it's like similar to like a juju smith schuster scenario right where he was a number one number two guy he always had that person there yeah. to kind of take some of the attention off of them 
That being said, Justin Jefferson's a way better route runner, and I think he'll have much more consistency than somebody like a Juju. But, you know, was last season just a fluke? Is he going to do it again? I think he's a good player. I think he can go for over 1,000 yards again and get, you know, 8 to 10 touchdowns. So, But uh, Cortland Sutton, I'm not sold on. I don't know. I, I'm just not a huge fan of that Denver offense right now. Teddy Bridgewater will have to prove me otherwise there. But um, So other than Justin Jefferson kind of carrying that group out, I also don't see a ton of young talent that I like here on his bench. So as far as like dynasty potential, I don't I don't see much going forward there in the wide receiver position. Uh, going to the running back side, I have him at a C plus. Two young running backs, but nobody that's really done too much so far. You know, we saw a burst of potential through Miles Sanders last year. Same thing with DeAndre Swift. Uh, I think Miles Sanders has a great opportunity presents at home this season. Uh, just taking over that that lead role and. Hopefully they can get him 15 to 20 carries a game and just see what he does with it, you know. And I, I think that volume is really going to help him out, and I think he could post great numbers. But it, it's definitely still up in the air. They're two unproven guys, but um, they've definitely had their their great moments last season. So looking forward to what they bring. Uh, at the tight end position, I have him down for a flat knee with Darren Waller. As you mentioned, great player. I think Darren Waller is 27 or 28, somewhere in there. So, like, you know, he probably has a good – three to five seasons left of them anyway. So it's like, that's, that's a pretty decent dynasty pick, especially at the tight end position. You know, they can go for a while there. So um, my overall grade for the team is a B minus. Uh, as you mentioned, it doesn't look like there's anybody like crazy here uh, other than like Dak Prescott and Justin Jefferson. I think everyone else, as you mentioned, just kind of your plug and play players, you know, like they're, they're good to have on your team when you need them, but it's nothing. You're, you, they're not your all-stars, you know? Absolutely. This team, for me, is a team, like, I gave them a B, you gave them a B-, minus, but it could very easily be a C team, or even or even lower. If, if Miles Sanders doesn't figure it out going into this season, if DeAndre Swift can't figure it out going into this season, and he continues to have any type of inconsistent wide receiver play outside of Justin Jefferson, and I mean, even Justin Jefferson, like you said, to your point, if he cannot recreate last season or pick up where he left off. I mean, this team very well could be in trouble. So it's it's one of those it's one of those interesting teams that very well could outperform this this B ranking, but it could very well underperform that ranking as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, just going back to Justin Jefferson, it's like now we got sixteen games of tape on this guy, you know? Exactly. So teams are gonna start to scheme for him and I and I wonder if 88 receptions, 1,400 yards, and seven touchdowns is a repeatable thing for him. I don't know. It just, to me, it seems like teams are going to lock down on that a bit. He's, he's the clear number one over there. Phelan's a great receiver, a touchdown machine, but, um, you know, is Justin Jefferson going to be the guy? We'll see. We'll see. So next up, we have Aaron Tackett and the Champa Bay Gronkineers. Typically finishes very strong when the season bell rings, but has kind of fallen off a bit in the last couple years. He, of course, looks to pick things up uh, from last season. Quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. I love the age and youth combo in this specific scenario. I'm giving him an A- minus simply because of Jackson's age and his ability with his legs. And the fact that Tom Brady, he's a great spot starter. It's, It's insane to me at his age that you can still plug him in somewhere and still get 20 fantasy points. That I mean that that to me is wild. At running back, 
He's got Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, and backups Damian Williams and Xavier Jones. Dalvin Cook is a league winner, of course. Josh Jacobs scares me. He flashes potential brilliance, but there's no real depth here for the bye weeks. At this point, he'll lose a week if one of his running backs have to sit, and you know that, that's a hard situation to be in. The starters are solid, but injuries and ready-to-play ability up and down kind of hurts the overall grade for me, so I'm going to go with a B-. At wide receiver, he's got A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, and with young guys like Devontae Smith, Michael Gallup, Amon Ross St. Brown, and some older vets, uh, Randall Cobb and Deshaun Jackson, there's definitely potential. A.J. Brown is guaranteed, he's a, he's a wide receiver one. But so far, at this moment, none of the other guys are a wide receiver two for me. So I'm going to give another C+, plus, uh, held by Brown and uh, Devontae Smith's potential in the league. At tight end, it's Big Bob Tanyan and Gronk. I don't love these picks. Tight end is pretty thin. Uh, very touchdown-dependent guys. I'm going to hand out a D plus. Overall, uh, I give the Tampa Bay Gronkineers a C plus. I think he can win games with this roster, but the wide receiver and tight end play could prove to be a headache all season. Your thoughts? All right, so going to my thoughts here, I'm thinking for the QB position, I'm looking at a B. I think you had him. Do you have him in A minus there? At the quarterback position? At the quarterback position, yeah. At the quarterback position, I did give him an A minus. Yeah, I'm looking at a B. I mean, right, Tom Brady is amazing. The guy can still play. He balls out every single week. And same thing with Lamar Jackson. But, uh, you know, I, I think Tom Brady, you know, he, he might have a couple more years in the league. We'll see. I mean, that's that's his choice. The guy can still play. But, um Lamar Jackson, one player that I absolutely love watching. He's electric on the field, but I worry. I mean, we've seen good running quarterbacks in the past make it two, three years in the league, and so far he hasn't sustained any bad injuries to the point of like a RG3 or something like that, right? And his arm is a little bit better than quarterbacks uh, in the past, but I worry, right? He... At some point, he's going to be figured out or he's going to start to slow down. And it's like, is it a good dynasty pick? Is Lamar Jackson a quarterback that you can keep on your team for 10 years at his age? Maybe not, you know? Yeah. Because he's going to slow down eventually. And I'm not sure if that's going to be next year or, you know, five years from now. He can have a great career. But I just worry with quarterbacks that run in his capacity for, you know, longevity, right? Absolutely. Tom Brady doesn't run it, you know? Look at him. <laughs> so... I, I'm giving him a B here, so that, that and that's just kind of my spiel on Lamar Jackson. I, I think he's going to be great in the short term. I'm not sure in the long term. Just from a dynasty view, I thought a B was a pretty fair grade there. Fair enough. Um, at the wide receiver position, I do agree. I love AJ Brown. I, I he's just going to be great. He's going to continue to grow. Um, I did give him a B overall on the wide receiver position. Cooper Cup. I, I think he's a. Um, you know, he, he's going to be a good wide receiver two, wide receiver three play, and I'm curious to see what he does with Matt Stafford over there. Uh, the reason I think I went a little bit higher here than you is because I feel like he has a lot of good young potential, right? And I know you mentioned that between Devonta Smith, Michael Gallup, and Amara Brown, or St. Brown. I just know that uh, Michael Gallup is probably going to get dished off this year, right? It's the it's his last year in his contract in Dallas, I believe. Yeah. And I think there's a good opportunity that he gets signed on to a team. He's going to be a wide receiver one and wide receiver two. So, um, I mean, the guy's had a lot of potential and just flashes of brilliance uh, in that Dallas offense. So, and Devonta Smith, he's a wild card right now. We'll see what we get out of him. But 
I think a lot of potential here in the wide receiver position. I mean, just a lot of good young potential. So I'm going to give him a B at wide receiver. Going over to the running back position, Delvin Cook, great running back. Josh Jacobs has had a couple good years, gone over 1,000 yards. A big goal line guy, but I worry how much his uh, workload's going to get cut into this year. There's really nobody else there pressing into him. It's Kenyon Drake now, right? Yep. Yeah, with them having Kenyon Drake there, I mean, he's he's going to lose carries. I, I think that's just the reality of it. Plus, he got in some offseason issues and some other things. So, I, I'm going with a B minus just because I don't see anyone else on his bench that really uh, stands out to me in the running back position. A couple young guys, but um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But so they have a B minus in the running back position, and then I just gave him a C minus in the tight end position. Robert Tunyon uh, doesn't do too much for me there. Anthony Fisker's taken over the job in Tennessee as the starting tight end, but generally, you know, he, he's going to be a three, four catch guy, you know, right. a game. And whether that turns into a touchdown or not is it is what it is, right? So I've given him a B overall, though. He was uh, one of the teams that I actually liked a bit more in this division. Um, so we will we will see what happens with that. Yeah, so to finish out the Alpha division, it's me. Now, I'm going to try to be as unbiased as I can possibly be here. At no, the court, right? oh, please I mean, do. I, I, I'm not going to let you be biased. All right. So at the quarterback position, I've got Justin Herbert, Justin Fields, and Jameis Winston. Herbert's young was the number seven quarterback in his rookie year. He has versatility both in the air on the ground. Justin Fields, he holds a lot of promise, and anytime a quarterback can run it, uh, it immediately makes him a fantasy relevant quarterback. Fields could absolutely be a top ten quarterback for years to come. And the last time Jameis Winston was a starter. He was a top six quarterback, even though he threw thirty interceptions. So I want to say this is an I'm going to say this is an A minus, if not an A, at the quarterback position for me. Uh, at running back, Alvin Kamara, Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, the youth and potential combined for those three, it's it's absurd. Kamara was a top three back, even though he didn't play in the final game for the Saints last year. Gibson is a rookie, was running back thirteen in fantasy points. Najee Harris. He holds a ton of potential in a roster where he's going to be the bell cow, three down back. And volume is king at running back in fantasy. A.J. Dillon and Carlos Hyde stashed on the bench as well. I don't think there is a better running back core out there in the league. So I'm going to go with an A-plus for this running back group. At wide receiver, there are solid veteran wide receivers mixed in with some great youthful talent. Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, Jamar Chase... Antonio Brown, Rondell Moore, Darnell Mooney, and Michael Thomas, a ninth-round steal for me. I have concerns with the health of Jones and Thomas, but when Julio Jones was healthy last year, he was a top-ten wide receiver, and Thielen finished as a top-ten wide receiver, even, even with Justin Jefferson shining the way that he did opposite him. Now, Brown is a solid flex option if needed, and Chase, Mooney, and Moore have a lot of potential for the future. The biggest issue for me with this wide receiver position is the age of Jones and Thielen. They could have one more elite season left in the tank, but they're on the back nine of their careers at age 31. Same goes for Antonio Brown, and even the 28-year-old Thomas, he's nearing that point. So there's a massive win-now potential for this wide receiver group, but the future could get choppy, and it could get choppy really quick, and it all depends on can Jamar Chase 
translate to the NFL after taking a year off. Drops have been a problem this this preseason. So is Darnell Mooney going to be the guy that steps up? Overall, I'm going to give the wide wide receiver position a B plus. Lastly, at tight end, I reached for Kyle Pitts. He's a generational talent, but it remains to be seen whether he's going to pan out or not in the NFL. I've got Hayden Hurst and Gerald Everett as the backups. I'm going to give the position a B minus, but the future is definitely bright with Pitts. Overall, that gives me an average grade of a B plus. Um, of course, everyone's high on their own team, so I'm curious as to how it stacks up with your score. What do you have for the Daddy Sharks FFC? Man, I mean, this is a bad start because at the QB position, I, I completely agree with you. I give you an A minus. Um, you know, it, it's just Justin Herbert was amazing last year. I, I I was a big fan of the guy. I think he stole him uh, right from under me in this draft this year. I was really eyeing him <laughs> up and. He ended up taking for me, so that that hurt a little bit. I, was t- I took that personally too. Um, but Justin Fields has been amazing to watch in the preseason, and he's put up good numbers. You know, I, I'm excited to watch this guy when he gets a shot in the NFL. But of course, you know, buys are Andy Dalton's out there, so gotta watch out for that guy. I don't, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how many games it takes. Don't I mean, don't hate on Andrew team. Dalton. I still I have know. I still have love for Andrew Dalton. I know, I know, you sensey guys down there. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think Dalton's a bad quarterback, but I just think Justin Fields is going to get a shot. That, that that Bears fan base there is oh, absolutely. just brutal. They're brutal. So, I mean, I, I think you're going to have good production here out of two young quarterbacks. And so I think an A- was a really fair grade there, and I think it was the second-highest QB grade that I gave out. Um, going to the wide receiver position here, you know, your youth is what scares me, and, and you mentioned that, right? You have a lot of guys at the tail end of your career, but, you know, Adam Phelan threw 15 touchdowns last year. That That's nuts, you know? Yeah. So, or sorry, 14 touchdowns. 14 touchdowns, I'm a liar. Uh, Julio Jones, you know, we'll, we'll see what he brings to the table over in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill. I worry about volume there, um, but... He's, he's on a better team overall, right? A team that's going to have a lot more offensive possessions and just control the game a bit more. So it could lead to some pretty good production. And hopefully um, get him a touchdown or two because that's always been the issue. He'll catch 10 balls no, for 160 yards, but he won't find the end zone. No, no. And, and so that's that's always been an issue. So hopefully he can uh, kind of turn that up there. Overall, I gave you a B-minus in the wide receiver position. You have some great big names, you know, between Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Adam Thiel, and Michael Thomas, but uh, I worry about the youth, uh, you know, I think you're one young guy you got on the team here, and I see is Jamar Chase, which is a great pick, uh, had some pretty nice drops yesterday, so that was, <laughs> that was yeah. pretty crazy, but hopefully that was just a case of, uh, you know, some preseason jitters there. Moving on to the running back position, I gave you a B plus. I think Alvin Kamara, Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, they're all great players. Uh, I'm excited to see what Najee Harris does this year, right? Uh, is he going to be able to just get in that position and everything goes great? Or uh, is he going to have some hiccups? Because I was kind of high on James Conner for a little bit, but last year it just it, it didn't seem like he had it in, in the offense. The offense itself just didn't seem like they were giving him the holes that he needed. So... Is this an O-line issue? Was it a running back issue? Maybe James Conner wasn't all chopped up, you know, chopped up to what I thought he was. Wait, James, James Conner. I don't have James Conner. No, no, no. I was just saying, like, with Najee Harris being there. Oh, okay, right? gotcha. I, I was saying last year, like, 
I thought James Conner was going to have some success, uh, especially being put in a position that he was going to be able to carry the ball a little bit more. I know he dealt with some injuries and stuff last year, but it didn't really seem like any running back on that team was, uh, you know, being able to find success. So we'll see if uh, Najee Harris can, can change that for you. Fair enough. And then going to the tight end position, I think Kyle Pitts is going to be awesome this year. With Julio Jones out of the picture and just having that type of speed at the tight end position, finding your mismatches on the field and whatnot will be amazing for him. I think he's going to have some big games. You know, he's going to have those games that he breaks loose for a 60-yard touchdown, and he's going to have those games where he's going to end up with three catches for 22 yards. And I think he's going to have a good mix of them. He's going to be that guy that blows up for you because, well, I mean, maybe he proves to be more consistent than what I'm thinking, but just knowing the type of player that he is, he's going to get some big plays for you, and that's going to be great on those weeks. But he's also going to have some down weeks too. So uh, at the tight end position, I gave you a B. So overall, I gave your team a B plus, which is the highest in this division. And uh, I think you're going to have some some pretty good successes here. I was hoping I'd be able to cut you down a little bit more, but... Uh, you know, at the end of the day, your team's just looking pretty good. I mean, you cut down my running backs pretty good by giving them a B. I, I mean, I, I'm looking around. I can't see a a better group. I can see some some groups that may be in the same ballpark, but there's no, in my opinion, there's no running back group that is better than this one. I think that Antonio Brown, or I'm sorry, Antonio Gibson is going to have an incredible season. So. We'll see, but I I respect your choice. It hurts a little bit, but I respect your choice nonetheless. Moving on to the Bravo division, we're going to start with Team Dharma, my brother, Matt Chambers at the helm, perennial middle-of-the-pack guy that made a really strong playoff push down the stretch last year. He's hoping to punch his ticket this year. At the quarterback position, he's got Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun, if Deshaun Watson is cleared, this is an A++ quarterback group. It's not even fair. It's two top five quarterbacks on one roster. Dangerous whoever's starting. Very young, the both of them. So it's an A++ for me. The the best quarterback group that I, that I see in the entire league. Moving over to running back. He, he's got the not-so-soft-spoken Austin Eckler this year. He's telling, hey... Start me. I'm going to give you a jersey. I like it, though. I, I, I'm curious to see how it plans out. But other than that, it's rough. After the injury to Travis Etienne, he's got Ronald Jones, Kareem Hunt, and Alexander Madison as a handcuff. I like Hunt, and Jones is streaky at best. Uh, Etienne will be great when he gets back, but for now, I'm, I'm going to hand out a C-minus grade at the running back position. Moving over to wide receiver, it's good. DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper starting with youngsters like LaVisca Chenault, Michael Pittman, dangerous route runner Rashad Bateman. I've been really high on Rashad Bateman. I've said that several times on the show. There is win-now ability in this roster at the wide receiver position, as well as the future being very, very bright. I'm going to give a B-plus grade for wide receivers. At tight end, it's Mike Gesicki and Cole Komet. Uh, through the preseason, uh, I'm actually growing to like uh, Cole Komet in Chicago a lot. I think he was a steal where he was drafted. And he could be a difference maker at some point. I'm not really high on Mike Kosicki, though, mostly because I just really don't like Tua. The productivity is going to be week to week with this duo. So I'm going to give the tight end position a C-. This team 
or this gives uh, Team Dharma an average score for me of a B minus. What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I, I think on the overall there, I'm around the same. But uh, looking at the QB position, yeah, you, you can't argue with that. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, A plus. There, there's yeah. no other way to go about it there. On the wide receiver side of things, I think he has some great win now potential with DeAndre Hopkins and Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper isn't that old. He's just had a lot of success in the league at a young age, and hopefully he keeps that going forward. But uh, I do like some of the young players on his team. I, I think he has some great potential to develop down the line here at the wide receiver position. So we'll see what happens there. But overall, I gave him a B at the wide receiver position uh, just because it, it really does depend on those dynasty players, right? Uh, those younger guys stepping up and kind of becoming your wide receiver one, wide receiver two guys in the next few years. So we'll see what happens at that position. Going over to running backs, I mean, you, you said it best. Austin Eckler is, is kind of his, his gem here. And you probably are going to get a lot of production out of that guy. I mean, paired up with Justin Herbert, being able to throw him the ball, check down quite a bit. I mean, Eckler's just electric once he gets the ball in his hands, right? He makes people miss. Absolutely. So I think I think he's got some great potential there with Eckler this season. But other than that, you know, I'm not high on Ronald Jones or Kareem Hunt. It's just going to be who gets the ball that week, you know. And it, it's tough to be in a backfield with Nick Chubb, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but Kareem Hunt did get his fair share of work last year. Just you're going to be riding some highs and you're going to be riding some lows uh, between those two running backs there. So uh, overall, gave him a C plus at the running back. Going tight end, I gave him a C plus also. I I, I agree with uh, Gusecki there, right? I just I don't like Tua enough yet. He hasn't showed me enough. I mean, the fact that they bring him in for halves last year and then have Ryan Fitzpatrick finish out the other half just because uh, you know he wasn't doing anything. Oh, yeah. Doesn't doesn't instill a lot of confidence in your quarterback. I guess getting rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick does because that guy naturally just steals everyone's jobs. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think he's the guy. I think Cole Komet can really have some good potential here. And whether he, he, I guess it's going to come down to overall chemistry of whatever quarterback starts in Chicago. Um, I think Andy Dalton has a little bit of a history to hit it up tight ends a lot. I think a lot of tight ends between like in the past, right? Like Tyler Eifert had a few good years and Croft had a few good years and it's just, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens over there. So yep. C plus at the tight end position and overall I gave the team a B minus. Um, but that is heavily carried by that QB wide receiver group there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, next up is one of the rookies, Dusty Moore. Rocking with the big booty Judys. At quarterback, he's got Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, Teddy Bridgewater. I think Trevor Lawrence could be really solid, but I don't know how he's going to do with his legs in the run game. And that really goes far when it comes to producing fantasy points. And I really, I just don't like Tua. We just talked about it. He's undersized. He's unathletic. I just don't, I don't like him. Teddy Bridgewater, he's a good spot starter. I think that when he was a backup, he was the best backup in the league. But I don't really see him being a guy that you can you can start. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't pan out, it's going to be a really, really scary situation week to week for him at the quarterback position. So I'm going to give him a C-plus there. At running back, he's got two injury-prone guys, Barkley and Mixon. Very high ceilings for the two of them, but any fantasy managers would be hesitant to fully depend on them. 
with guys like David Johnson, Marlon Mack, Jamal Williams to back them up, they're all very hit and miss guys. I'm given a solid B at the running back grade because of the ceiling for Barkley and Mixon, but it's it's a very very scary room to be in uh, on that running backs. So at wide receiver, I've got uh, he's got DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, Jerry Judy, and uh, Jarvis Landry. And while I'm not particularly fond of Kenny Galladay, I do like Moore a lot. I just don't see anyone on that roster as a wide receiver one. However, they're all guys that you could play tomorrow and you could get points out of them. So overall, I'm giving this wide receiver group a B-, but it very well could be a C+. It was, it's a really close one for me. At tight end, Mark Andrews and Austin Hooper, I'm giving out an A-. Andrews is great. He's been the favorite target since bursting on the scene in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson's constantly dumping the ball to him. It's an A minus for me. This gives Big Booty Judy an average of a C for me. I think this team could win some games, but they're going to struggle week to week looking for points out of the wide receiver and running back positions consistently. So, what do you what do you say about that? Yeah, um, I do agree with that last statement you made there, but definitely, I think uh, even more right looking at consistency here would be the quarterback position: Trevor Lawrence to uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Nothing too crazy, right? Yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence just threw his first couple touchdowns in the preseason, and, you know, he had a good amount of playing time. So it, it, it worries me. You know, you you saw him get beat up, get sacked a lot. Similar things that you saw from Joe Burrow last year, who ended up, you know, taking a pretty bad injury. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, hopefully one of these two quarterbacks emerge as, you know, I, I guess an elite guy over the next couple of years here. But nobody that I personally would want to plug and play and start on my team today. So right. I ended up going with a C plus in the QB position. Moving on to the wide receiver position, I gave him a B minus. Uh, I like DJ Moore and I like Sam Darnold. Um, <laughs> I actually like Sam Darnold a lot this I year, do. and that's the that's kind of a hot take. But I think if you go from the New York Jets to any other team where you're going to get a little bit more protection, have a little bit more weapons, and you got Christian McCaffrey, it's like you know I think you're bound to do better, right? Absolutely. So, I, I'm actually liking DJ more a bit where he could end up being a, a top 10, top 15 guy. Um, but, you know, as you mentioned, either of these guys can end up being a top 15 guy. But right now, with their track record, I mean, they haven't really had that type of production in the past. I, Kenny Galladay had his one amazing season, but then after that, what, he played two games last year? So it's just tough to say and he's he's injured right now right he has yeah. a light injury going into the beginning of the season he'll probably be good for week one but it's like what's that say about the guy is he not conditioning is he just you know he's a big tall linky dude maybe he just gets injured a lot we've seen that with a lot of other big guys so um i think he's pretty good though at the wide receiver position overall just because he does have like i like henry ruggs i think he's gonna turn out to be a pretty good player and uh you know We'll see what happens. He's got a lot of potential. Like, DJ Moore and Kenny Galladay are still pretty young, too. So, like, going forward, he could have some great success. So, give him a B-minus there. The running back position, as you mentioned, Saquon and Joe Mixon have an extremely high ceiling. Um, And each year, I'm so high on Joe Mixon. I I really – I just always feel like, oh, this is his year. You know, he's going to get so much production. You know, Giovanni Bernard's gone and all this. He's going to take all the receptions, and it's just – Maybe not, right? Because every single year he's dealing with some sort of injury. And, uh, you know, maybe he just isn't durable enough to handle that full workload. Right. So 
Uh, definitely some question marks there, but I gave them a B overall in the running back position. I mean, if if they do what they're supposed to do, it, this is going to be a dangerous team in the running back position. If <laughs> if they're out and off injured over the course of the season, then you know that's that's tough because I'm not liking his backups at all, and that's that's where this could be an A you know running back squad but it also could be a C with one slight injury or yeah. something even being out for two weeks would be detrimental for this team so go to the tight end position Mark Andrews I like him he's young you know he has a good connection with Omar Jackson um, hopefully as Jackson's career goes on he starts throwing the ball a little bit more and more and that will lead to more production for guys like Mark Andrews so we'll see what happens but B minus in the tight end position and I ended up giving them a C plus overall. Okay. So yep. Ne- yeah, a little bit lower. I know I led with some Bs there, but I just think from an overall perspective, there isn't a lot of uh, a lot of firepower here. You know. Yeah, I just think there's going to be some some struggles with inconsistency all throughout the lineup. So. Uh, yeah. Well, well that, I mean, it remains to be seen. Next up, we have Bravo in Bravo Division. We have. Randy Cargill and the Fighting Franklins. He's a two-time league champion. He's trying to put last year behind him. He finished in the bottom of the barrel. He showed up to the draft wearing a Daddy Shark shirt and even worked up the courage to ask me for an autograph. It was real cute. I'm thinking I gave him some pretty good luck on draft day, but was that enough? Good luck to get him a solid team. We'll see. At quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones. I'm not loving this combination at all. Ryan Tannehill, he can have some good weeks. Daniel Jones, he can break off some solid runs and trip on his own feet. I'm going to go with a C for this group. I think it's do or die right now for Daniel Jones, and there's a chance that he's a backup next year. So I just I don't I don't love this quarterback group. At running back, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Miles Gaskin, and with Dobbins hurt, Gus Edwards really gets to prove his fantasy relevance on this squad. James Conner tagging along as well. I'd say this is one of the better running back rooms in the league, and I'm going to award an A- minus for this group simply off the fact that Dobbins' injury propelling Gus Edwards into the spotlight, and now he has four very, very strong fantasy running back candidates. So going to give an A- minus for this group. Keenan uh, Allen in the wide receiver position, Chase Claypool, Brandon Cooks, Curtis Samuel, Russell Gage, Rashad Perriman. It's quite a mix and match at wide receiver. Again, I just don't see any of these guys as a wide receiver one to anchor the squad. I give a B- at the wide receiver position. I like Keenan Allen. Chase Claypool, I, I don't love him. Brandon Cooks has potential this year. But outside of that, I mean, it's just, it's just a B- for me. At tight end, George Kittle and O.J. Howard. I have my concerns about Kittle being able to stay upright, but very few can match his ability when he is upright. So I'm going to give an A- minus at the tight end position as well. This gives an average grade of a B for the Fighting Franklins. If he could find a way to package any one of those running backs and get a top wide receiver, this could be a very scary team come playoff time. Seth and the Lombardi Legends, he's got three fantastic wide receivers. This team has four fantastic running backs. They both have a surplus where the other has needs. They could both make a deal and both propel their teams into a very, very strong candidate. What do you say, Pop? I agree completely. And so how do the Fighting Franklins stack up against the other teams in the division? Let me ask you that first. You gave them a B. How's that look against the other teams in this division? I think it's, it's the strongest team in the division. Okay. I just 
wanted to make sure that me and you were on the same page there. So let me go through my uh, my position reviews here. Quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones. Uh, nothing really jumps out at me, except I, I don't know why. I feel like I like Daniel Jones this year. And, and I get it. Maybe it's a hot take, but they got him Kenny Galladay. Heard there hasn't been too much rapport in training camp and stuff, so we'll see what happens. But Kenny Galladay was electric in Detroit, catching a bunch of touchdowns, being injured half the time. We'll see what happens, you know. Um, but if he's out there, you know, they, they have a pretty great wide receiver core uh, for the Giants right now. So if if this doesn't set him up for success, having Saquon Barkley back too, that it, you're right, it's not Daniel Jones anymore. It's going to be somebody else. So this is his make or break year. So either he's going to play, he's going to ball out, or he's not going to have a job come next season. So, yeah. but so I, I gave him a B just because of that potential. It's going to go one of two ways here. So um, at the wide receiver position, I gave him a B minus. I like Keenan Allen. He's just been consistent since he's came in the league. You know, um, I think that's a great pick. Chase Claypool is young, a good player. Uh, as far as his bench goes at the wide receiver position, I'm not loving it. Breeden Cooks, Curtis Samuel. Um, one player that I actually do like a bit is Russell Gage. We'll see what happens with that. But, like, you know, pretty small sample size from a few of those players. And uh, I believe Brashard Perriman got let go this morning. So Really? Yeah. I, um, don't quote me on that, but I, I definitely got a notification um, from one of my, like, fantasy apps that I use. Um, so I think come later today you'll see that he got cut, and maybe I'm wrong. But uh, so I give him a B minus wide receiver position at the running back position. I gave him a B plus. Uh, you gotta love Zeke. You gotta love Nick Chubb. Gus Edwards is a good pickup now with uh, J.K. Dobbins being out. I mean, he's had success. I mean, just from a yards per carry standpoint whenever he's toted the ball for Baltimore. so I just want to actually, interject real quick and say that you are a Scrooge with these running back grades. I'm a Scrooge? You're you, right. You yeah, really I, are. <laughs> you know what's funny? This should definitely be like an A-. minus. A B-plus is the highest grade I gave out for running backs. I I, I know. I, you, you insulted my running back group. I thought for sure if you insulted mine, you would like this one, and still. Uh, yeah, well, okay, so back up here. Andrew, I gave you the highest grade for running backs also. Alright? I gave you a B plus as well. I'm just so, saying, I'm just saying, like, these, these should be A's, but this is your this is your grade book. You're the teacher. Continue. Go straight into the tight ends. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, I well so so let me finish off the running backs here. Nick Chubb's great. He's gonna have another awesome year. Uh Zeke I have some concerns about you know, he, he didn't look great last year. Tony Pollard's looking good. So we'll see what happens with that situation. I mean, I don't know. I want to love Zeke because he's had some great success in the past. So uh, I hope he turns it around just for uh, for them boys. And then uh, Miles Gaskin, I think, is going to be a very good pick this year. But at the same time, that's a backfield that can, all it takes is for one other player in that backfield to have a great game and next thing you know you're in a three-headed giant of a running back scenario so uh, but I, I do think this running back group is strong uh, especially like depth wise you know uh, so I give him a B plus you can make a case for an A minus maybe even an A but I, I'm sticking with the B plus uh, and then at the tight end position I also gave him a B plus I like George Kittle uh, 
I think he has a lot to offer, and he's just one of the better targets on that team. I mean, so he's going to see he's going to see a lot of receptions I think this year, just because you know they have a few good young guys over there that they're throwing to, but nobody that's really stood out to me yet. So see what happens. Uh, overall, I did give him the highest grade uh, in this division, and that was a flat B. It's like in between B to a B plus. That's how it's going to average out here. Um, but I think they're going to have a lot of success this year. Oh, and I also did give a bonus review for this one, and that's at the kicker position. He had Young Hoku. Very oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Very cool. A+. plus. Yeah, I, I think Ezekiel Elliott, uh, a lot of his struggles last year was with Dak being out. And Tony Pollard, he's brilliant every preseason, and it still never really amounts to much. I, I really like Ezekiel Elliott this year. Uh, I actually was hoping to take him on the back end of the first round, but Kamara fell in my lap. Uh, I, I'm I'm just really high on the running backs. I just wanted to say that again because I just don't feel you you gave enough credit to those running backs. You're... Hey, we'll see. I, I think a lot of it leverages on how Zeke performs this year. Yeah, if no. Zeke performs, this is an this is an A minus A plus squad, anywhere in between there. If Zeke doesn't perform, I mean, he's a guy you have to start every week just because he's Zeke. And, you know, it's going to be tough when Miles Gaskin is going off for 22-point games and Zeke's coming in with 11 points. So, yeah, you know, I, I we'll mean, see. We'll see. I, I could be completely wrong, and he could blow me out every single time I play him. I think I actually <laughs> have him the first week here, and, and I, I'm a little afraid. Uh, he's definitely one of the higher-ranked teams I gave here. So, Fair enough. So we're going to round out Bravo Division. We're approaching the hour mark here. So um, we got Jesse Pierce. And the soft hitters, why hit hard when you can hit soft? Starting at the quarterback position, it's Kyler Murray, Big Ben, Kirk Cousins. I have a slightly hot take on this one. Kyler Murray, he was incredible until he took a big shot last year. After that, he was not the same. He posted no less than 20 fantasy points through the first 10 games, and then he took the first real hit of his career, and he looked scared after that. In the final seven games, he broke 20 only one time, and he posted less than 10 points multiple times, including a three-point game against the Rams. So which Kyler Murray do we get this year? I'm going to give a B-plus overall grade for the quarterback position. I do like Kyler Murray in his youth, but to your point that you said earlier about Lamar Jackson, he's undersized, and at one point, the wheels are going to come off a little bit in terms of speed and production with his legs. And after that, I think Kyler Murray getting hit, it just shook him a little a little too much for my comfort. So, again, B-plus for the quarterback position. There's still a good ceiling, but the floor is given out real quick for, for Kyler Murray. At running back, anchored by Derrick Henry, of course, it goes uh, Damian Harris as his running back two, followed by Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, Gio Bernard, Josh Jackson, and Ramondre Stevenson. Derrick Henry, he's going to see some regression in his productivity this year. And his his volume has been absurd the last couple of years. Derrick Henry is on the back end of his career. There is not a true running back two on this roster. And Derrick Henry may single-handedly win some games this year. Or at least cover the slack for the other running backs. But his future in his running back core, it's very worrisome for me. I'm only going to give him a B. And that is completely on the on the back of Derrick Henry. And for me, I mean, next year, if it doesn't drop off this year, next year, Derrick Henry, he's not going to be that guy anymore. 
That and that's not just my hot take. That's not what I'm saying. It's statistics that show us that. If you look at the history of the NFL running backs and in, in fantasy, it's just what happens to people. It's not sustainable what Derrick Henry's doing. So it's a B for me for this year. At wide receiver, we have Devontae Adams, OBJ, T.Y. Hilton, and this this is a problem. T.Y. Hilton is facing a potential serious issue, and at his age, recovery is not going to be very smooth. OBJ did not look good when he was healthy last year. And this has been a couple years in a row now. And now he's coming off a major injury. I just don't know how much to really expect from OBJ this season. And let's be honest, him and Baker Mayfield have never really had very much rapport on that team. As for uh, Devontae Adams, he's going to be incredible this year, but Aaron Rodgers is leaving next year. Will he be productive when Jordan Love is throwing balls over his head and ending drives 3-0? and There are only three wide receivers on this team, and all three have major question marks surrounding them. I'm going to give the wide receiver group Despite Devontae Adams, I'm going to give it a C plus, And that is with the possibility of Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay baked into it. So at tight end, uh, he's got Tyler Higby and Zach Ertz. There's not much to say here. Ertz is washed. Higby is a dime a dozen. Three to four points. Occasional touchdown. It's a D-plus for me. This was a little more one of my more brutal team grades. Uh, this leaves the soft hitters with a C plus average. This is going to be your typical Jesse Pierce team, though. Very high ceiling and potential can put up massive points week to week, but an equally as high chance to underwhelm and lose games that he absolutely should win. So that being said, what do you think, Pop? Are they hitting hard or hitting soft? I think they're hitting soft this year. I mean. Uh, you, you nailed it with the QBs, as I mentioned earlier. Same thing with Lamar Jackson. I mean, how many hits can a quarterback of his size take, you know? You didn't have any issues with injury last year or anything, and that's that's good, especially with how much he was running the ball and scrambling and making plays, and that's awesome. And I, and I hope, as you said, there's two Kyler Murrays. I hope we get the good one because he is just a fun player to watch every single week. Just you'd see a lot of highlights from the guy. And you're like, man, I wish you could have somebody like that on my team. Um, you know, in real life, the lions, you know, but <laughs> we, we don't get that. So, um, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not a huge fan of either of his backups, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger. They've had good years, but I, I think uh, the best is probably behind them there. So, uh, it, it just depends on Kyler Murray's longevity. I ended up going with a D in the QB position, and that's just completely based off how Kyler Murray performs over the next few years. So uh, at the wide receiver position, I ended up going with a C plus, and I, I believe that's the same grade that you gave, right? At wide receiver? At wide receiver. Yeah, at, at wide receiver, I gave a C plus. Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm in complete agreement with you there. I think Devontae Adams is going to have a great year this year. Not sure how it's going to look with uh, – with Aaron Rodgers leaving, it might get to a point where he's going to request a trade if he gets frustrated. You know, that could probably be best case scenario moving forward. That or Aaron Rodgers stays, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So, uh, OBJ, as you mentioned, since he's been on that Browns team, there has never been a game where I'm just like, wow, like that's the player that was with the New York Giants. You know, right? He just has not been the same. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just attitude, but uh, he just hasn't been the same player. And as far as uh, depth in the wide receiver position goes here, his next best guy being T.Y. Hilton. Actually, his only other wide receiver being T.Y. Hilton. That's scary. Um, (laughs) C+. Sticking with it. Running backs. 
and that's mainly right on the coattails of Derrick Henry. I do think Damian Harris has some pretty good uh, potential here, though, with Sony Michelle being, uh, being gone. What's your take on that? I, I think Damian Harris could step in and be the guy. Unless Bill Belichick is completely rewriting his his career and what he's done in the past, it just it doesn't look good. I mean, there's been so many different teams where there's speculation at the beginning of the year. Oh, he's going to be the guy. They decided, oh, they're going to run more. Like, Bill Belichick is, is high on this guy. And, you know, Tom Brady was talking this about, you know, this running back and how they're going to implement them into the game plan. It just never really happens. So I, yeah, I don't I, I, I don't have true. a whole lot of love for Damian Harris. He's going to have some boom weeks. He's going to have some bust weeks. At the end of the day, it comes to consistency. And if your fantasy team is not consistent, you're not going to win games. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. I just don't think there's enough beyond Derrick Henry here. I think Damian Harris could be the guy. But he has to prove that to Bill Belichick, and that's uh, that's been tough because Belichick's had plenty of players. Sony Michelle being one of them that would absolutely blow up one game and then would get three carries the next game. So, uh, Bill Belichick has no bias. So, no, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But this could be a great, great running back core for the next couple of years here. I do agree. Derek Henry at some point has to regress, but even if he starts to get less carries, you don't not give the ball to your six foot two, two hundred and forty, two hundred and fifty pound running back on the goal line. But do you, you know? lighten up the load on your twenty eight year old running back when you have Julio Jones and AJ Brown to throw to? Oh yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. He's not gonna get three hundred and eighty carries like last year or whatever it was. They're I, just I, they're I know setting this number. They're setting this team up to lighten the load for Derrick Henry. I mean the average age of decline for running backs is ages 27 to 28. Derrick Henry's 28, and he has had a massive amount of volume the last couple of years. That is a lot of fatigue to to, to take out of his legs. It's just it's it's a little too much. So there's a guaranteed regression. You're going to see a touchdown spike uh, this year. It's just it's not it's not going yeah. to be the same Derrick Henry. Is he still going to be a top 10 guy? I think he's going to be a top two. He'll probably be a top five guy, but that's this year. Yeah. And when it comes to Dynasty, we have to look at the big picture. And when there yeah. were so many young guys available to you when you had the number three pick in the draft, it's just kind of hard to to explain that. It's hard to explain yeah. why you would take the 28-year-old with the number three overall pick when there were so many young guys out there on the board. Yeah, well, I have a I have a simple answer for that: two thousand rushing yards and seventeen touchdowns. It's hard to pass. I have an even more simple answer for that: it's Jesse Pierce. Jesse Pierce loves Derrick Henry. Yeah, I don't I don't have the history there, but um, you know that's yeah, the guy can still I I think he's going to have a couple good years just based off touchdown volume. But going on to the tight end position, I gave him a C. Or wait, let me see here a C. Yep, I gave him a C. Tyler Higby, Zach Ertz. Yeah, I'm not excited about anyone there. They're players. They play football. Fair um, enough. Overall, for the team, I ended up giving them a B minus. Um, so that, that's what I'm going with. All right. So let's move into the third and final division, the Charlie division. I know we've only got about 20 minutes or so left until you have your meeting. So we're going to try to run through this one a little bit quicker. Yep. Uh, we're going to start off with you, Andrew Pop, one of the three rookies this uh, in the year are in the league this year. 
So let's jump right in. At quarterback, you got Jalen Hurts, Zach Wilson. I've said it on the show several times how high I am on Jalen Hurts, but we still have to see it. Zach Wilson, he's promising, but he plays for the Jets. I'm going to give a B for the quarterback grade. I mean, there's there's a great potential future here at running back. They've got Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, and you lucked out with the ETN injury and having James Robinson to round out your starters on the bench. Michael Carter, very high ceiling with him, and Malcolm Brown. This is an interesting group. Aaron Jones is fantastic. Uh, David Montgomery, it was a tale of two seasons. First half, typical Montgomery, underwhelming. Second half, he put together was, I mean, it was good enough to make him a top 10 back. And James Robinson won a lot of leagues last year. He helped me win my league. So those three uh, those three are going to account for running backs 5, 6, and 7 last year. So I'm going to give this group an A. The, the only reason it's not an A+, is because I don't know if I can trust Montgomery fully. At wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, Marvin Jones Jr., Devontae Parker, Tyrell, Tyrell Williams... Very, there's a whole lot of depth here. This is ready to go talent all the way up the receiving group. I'm going to give this group an A minus. Calvin Ridley, it's he's young, such an incredible talent. While uh, being touchdown dependent sometimes, Mike Evans, he's a true wide receiver too, and he's got wide receiver one upside. Plenty of depth. It's an A minus for me. At tight end, T.J. Hawkinson paired with Johnu Smith and Evan Ingram, two top ten tight ends on the roster. Hawkinson's young. He's got talent. And I'm going to give a B-plus for this group. This leaves you with an average grade of an A-minus. It's the highest grade so far. It's the only A that I have on the board. It's definitely the most well-rounded and well-established team on paper going into the year. So what do you have for your own squad? Man, I didn't even rank myself that good. I think I was trying to temper it back a bit, but um, yeah, I think I only did that in the, in the wide receiver group there. But I'll start us off, QB, uh, B. So I, I'm right in line with you there. I I know this is potentially going to be there, – there's a lot of upside here, but there could be a lot of downside. We have a limited sample size from Jalen Hurts, but the guy runs, you know, and, and I think you get guaranteed points from that. And he had a couple big 300-yard games last year. He can throw the ball. He can run. So – We'll see what happens. Um, I knew it was a little bit risky, and I'm fully prepared for those weeks where he only gets me seven points, but I'm looking for those weeks where he's going to end up pulling off 30, you know? Right. So, um, gave myself a B there. I think it's one of my weak spots on the team, but uh, I, I'm feeling okay, and hopefully Zach Wilson can step up and give me some certainty. At the wide receiver position, uh, my starting two being Kelvin Ridley and Mike Evans. Big fan of those two. Um mainly Calvin Ridley this year with Julio Jones being gone. Um, I, I saw a, t- or a statistic of like when Julio Jones was out, like how many yards Calvin Ridley posted, and I was actually pretty surprised. And that's why I was like, you know what? I'm, like, I'm, I'm very high enough this year. I think mean, I have him in a couple leagues, and uh, just I, I'm excited to see what he does being the, the true number one now. Mike Evans, you know, as you said it, he has good potential. He's a big dude. You're going to throw the ball to him in the end zone, um, and hopefully he can still hit that 1,000-yard mark that I think he's eclipsed seven seasons in a row now. So that would be pretty great for me. Uh, I also like some of the, you know, just the youth on my team uh, at the wide receiver position between Calvin Ridley and, like, Junior Smith-Schuster. Uh, Corey Davis is a bit younger, too, so it's like I, I have some young younger players, not anybody that's a fresh rookie or anything, but... Uh, some potential there, so we'll see. 
at the running back position, I gave myself a B plus. As I mentioned, that's the highest grade I gave out for running backs because I am, I guess, very, very harsh at the running back position. Aaron Jones, Scrooge. David Montgomery. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, at the running back position, though, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, James Robinson, uh, good starting three there, and I hope Michael Carter can uh, eventually win that Jets position flat out, but we'll see what happens, um, and I, I think that's a pretty fair grade overall. As you mentioned, I, I actually I have some concerns between David Montgomery and James Robinson. I just need one of them to perform for me, so uh, you know, because I can always flex out one of my wide receivers, but those two, I, I'm going to have my eye on this year. I think they both have great potential, though. So, and they're they're two young guys. So, from a dynasty perspective, you know that could uh, definitely come into play. At the tight end position, T.J. Hawkinson and Evan Ingram are my uh, two big guys there. I, I think they're they're both young. They're both good players. Evan Ingram, I I think in my eyes personally, has been a little bit of a disappointment. I've seen just flashes of greatness from him, and I'm like, wow, this could be one of the best tight ends in the league. I think part of that is potentially some of the quarterbacks that he's worked with the past few years, but he's had his own issues of injury, drops, and a few other things. So um, I'm hoping Hawk can step it up, but with Jared Goff, I'm not sure. I'm not too not too sure what we're going to see there. So, but he's in a great position here with I think Tyrell Williams being the number one wide receiver on the Detroit Lions. I mean, he's definitely set to get a pretty nice workload, I'd imagine. So overall, I gave my team a flat B. And uh, all right, we can we can move on to the next one. All right, so moving on, we got Matt Muzzy, uh, the league's favorite mediocre team. He did make the playoffs last year before making an early departure in the first round. So true, Matt Muzzy, mediocre fashion. It's the first round draft busts. Although I'd say it's hardly a bust when your number one pick is one named Christian McCaffrey. So we'll see. Starting quarterback, we have Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan. Russell Wilson is fantastic. Uh, still several years of elite play left. Matt Ryan is one foot in the grave, though. So I'm giving the quarterback uh, quarterback score an A-. minus. It's all about Russell Wilson. Let Russ cook. So at running back, it's a three-headed monster. Christian McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Chris Carson. This is a tough backfield to beat, and it, it's going to get an A-plus for me. These backs are all proven top 20 guys, and Christian McCaffrey's a human cheat code. Christian McCaffrey, on a weekly basis, will put up enough points for both running back positions. So it's just it, it has to have an A-plus for me. A wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, and Nicole Hardman. I really like Terry McLaurin. I just don't know if I see him as a wide receiver one just yet. Deontay Johnson's another guy that I need to see a little bit more. He had some strokes of brilliance. Very inconsistent, though. The quarterback play in Pittsburgh, it's not getting better, you know. And they added Najee Harris to run the ball more, which means less chances for Johnson. It's not a bad wide receiver room, but there's just so much inconsistency, and I don't see a wide receiver one, so I'm going to give him a B-. minus. At tight ends, we have Logan Thomas and Jared Cook. Thomas was great last year. There have been several talks that he's going to be heavily involved into the game plan again this year. So I'm going to give this group a B. This leaves Matt Muzzy with an overall grade of a B plus. Still one of the top teams uh, in the league. Pop, what do you think? I, uh, I'm a little bit different from you there. and I, I think mainly this comes in our uh, variation in the QB score here. I gave them a B at the quarterback position. I think you gave them an A-. Yep. Russell Wilson's 32 years old. You know, and the guy's a playmaker. Um, 
to me, it's just a, it's a dynasty issue, not a now issue. I think uh, Russell Wilson has a few great years ahead of him still, but um, it, it just comes down to when the guy's going to retire. You know, he's somebody that's been forced to make a lot of plays in that offense, and uh, that adds up after a while, right? He's taken a lot of big hits, he's made a lot of big plays, and it's just going to come down to when he wants to retire. So, I mean, if he's somebody who can play in the league till he's 40, that's great. Um, he's showing that he can throw the ball and be a pocket passer, but I don't think he's, a, you know, an elite quarterback once you kind of take out those legs. So I uh, see, and that, uh, that, that's just, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you there, like, fully. And I say that, two prime examples, Tom Brady is a 40-year-old MVP, Aaron Rodgers is pushing 40, and he won the MVP last year without his legs, number two fantasy quarterback last year. Russell Wilson is still young, and he is very smart, and I think that his his brain will provide longevity, and that longevity, I mean, even just three, four more years of solid production from Russell Wilson makes it an A-. Okay. Yeah, we, we can agree to disagree on that one. For sure. Because, I, I, I mean, I just see... And you can always draft good young quarterbacks in a dynasty league, right? But if two years from now, Russell Wilson's just done with the game and he retires at 34, 35, you know, um, it, that that's a big hit for this team. And so Absolutely. I, I thought a D was a pretty fitting grade because Russell Wilson threw for 40 touchdowns last year. He's a great player. And you're right. He can get a lot done. He's smart. But um, it, at some point, he's the type of player that has to make plays, you know? You watch how many games that he's just scrambling around. You don't see Tom Brady doing that. You see Aaron Rodgers do it every now and then. But uh, at some point, if he's not going to get the support, he could just call it quits. I mean, so we'll see what happens. I, I think he's a great player. Just um, we'll see how everything pans out. It's definitely a future issue with me. I think he has one of the best quarterbacks in the league with Russell Wilson. Just it, it completely is a future issue. Uh, going to the running back position, I am – I'm definitely a Scrooge once again, B plus, because that's uh, the highest grade I'll give out for running backs. Boo. Um, I'm sorry. Christian McCaffrey. What's not to love about the guy? He's one of the best dual threat running backs in the league. Um Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, I just like I don't know, I felt like he was underwhelming for a Kansas City running back. Um he's young, he has a lot of potential, so I'm looking for big things from him this year. It's going to be kind of my make or break. That's that's the this could have been an A minus, but I wasn't too sure because I'm not like I'm not sure how I like him. You know, uh, Chris Carson, that guy can't stay healthy, uh, and if he does stay healthy, he'll be a good running back. Just there's also like two other decent running backs that I think could you know get uh, get plenty of carries in that backfield, and everybody just seems interchangeable. So. I'm not thinking Chris Carson's his all-star or anything. I think he'll get 15 carries. They're probably going to give him a lighter workload just because of his injury history. Um, so B-plus, B-plus at the running back position. We'll see what happens there. Uh, going over to the tight end position, I have, let's see here, Logan Thomas. I like Logan Thomas. If he stays in the game plan and Ryan Fitzpatrick falls in love with him, um, you know, he has some great potential there. So, We'll see what happens. Overall, I gave the team a B minus, which I think is uh, what you give them a B plus. So that's, yes. that's that's kind of a big difference there. But like I said, I think a lot of that comes from the QB position. Fair enough. Next up, we got in the we've got the last rookie, Tyler Weggs, quarterback Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. 
I'm going to give it an A-. minus. I like Josh Allen a lot. He's young. He gets it done on the ground. Baker Mayfield, he has improved. He's a solid spot starter. Very streaky, but he's not going to lose you a week if, you know, during during Josh Allen's bye week. So, uh, it's going to be a it's going to be an A minus for me at running back, Jonathan Taylor, Raheem Mostert, Leonard Fournette, Damian Williams. Jonathan Taylor's value could be dependent on the Colts quarterback situation and I am fully out on Raheem Mostert. He had his moments. I believe that I mean, I just believe the moment's gone. After coming back from the injury last year, he didn't have one game with more than 10 fantasy points, and he was running the ball 15 times a game. Fournette gets lost in the Tampa Bay fireworks show, and I just he's going to be splitting time with Ronald Jones. He's going to have his, his weeks where he gets the touchdown or he gets the goal line work, but it's just too inconsistent for me. While, while Jonathan Taylor, he's promising the rest of the backfield, it's just not great. I'm going to go with a C-minus as a grade. Um, I don't think it will be enough to make a massive difference. Robert Woods uh, at the wide receiver position, he's a, I just there's not enough there for me. It's very it falls very flat. They've got DJ Shark, uh, Jalen Waddle, Cole Beasley, Jamison Crowder, Nico Collins. DJ Shark was a non-factor last year, and while I believe he will improve, I don't think there's going to be enough to make a massive difference. Uh, Robert Woods will get a bump because of Stafford, but he's still not a wide receiver one. He's 29 years old. This is by far the roughest receiving core in the league, and I, I mean, I have to give it a D minus. At tight end, Noah Fance, he's the only tight end rostered. He's better than average, but he still fell outside of the top 12 last year. Granted, a lot of that could have been quarterback play, but I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is enough to make him or propel him into that upper tier of, of tight end, so it's a C- minus for me. This leaves the 0-17 Lions with an average grade of a C-. This this team, in my opinion, has a lot of work to do if he wants to be competitive. Um, to me, it's, it's not even close. This is the worst team in the league, top to bottom. How do you rate this team? Uh, I'm actually right in line with you. I had him in a C- overall quarterback position i have him in an a minus you can't not love josh allen after what he did last season he gets it done on the ground gets it done in the air um and, and you know he's been healthy right so uh you can't ask for much more from the guy going with an a minus there wide receiver position i had him in a c minus which is pretty close to your d plus so uh, i think we're pretty in line there you said it best robert woods will get a little uptick dj shark we'll see it's it's a pretty crowded wide receiver core over there with marvin jones moving in there and then picking up a, a few other good young guys so we'll see if he still gets the same production production that he had last year um running backs i like jonathan taylor you know you can't not like jonathan taylor uh but it is dependent on the qb scenario he had i overall i gave him a b at the running back position i just think there's not much else to love here besides jonathan taylor so um, Leonard Fournette, we'll see. If Ronald Jones gets hurt, that's best-case scenario. But even then, I mean, they have plenty of other weapons on that team. So, And then at the tight end position, Noah Fon, I, I think he could be okay. You know, I it just depends if he has that rapport of Brid, uh, with Bridgewater or not. So uh, giving him a C-plus in the tight end position and a C-minus overall. All right. So last but certainly not least, the former champion, Ryan Weggs. Leading Akuta Matata, but doesn't mean he has no worries. Let's break it down. Quarterback, Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow. 
Joe Burrow is a shaky fantasy quarterback when he played last year, and it remains to be seen how he's going to bounce back from a major injury. Uh, all the reports have been that he's been very touchy when people get close to him this uh, uh, in practices and during training camp. Aaron Rodgers, he somehow managed to finish as the number two quarterback last year. It's just not going to be sustainable for the aging quarterback in my opinion i'll give the quarterback grade a b and that's off of joe burrow's potential and aaron Rodgers' win now ability but i mean it's a very soft b for me at running back javante williams chase edmonds trey sermon and uh, chuba hubbard i really like javante williams we have yet to see him in action who knows if it's going to turn into another committee in denver uh if for any reason it doesn't turn out or the Broncos do split the backfield time, he's going to be in a lot of trouble at running back. I like Trey Sermon, but again, I don't know if I love him enough to say, okay, he's going to lead this team. So for right now, the running back grade, it's a C minus group for me at wide receiver, CD lamb, Chris Godwin, Brandon, Ayuk, Allen Robinson, T Higgins, Paris Campbell, Elijah Moore, and Debo Samuel. C.D. Lamb has the potential, in my opinion, to be the next Calvin Ridley in terms of a breakout season. There are a lot of young pieces and veterans to complement them. But I'm going to give the receiving core a B plus. And at tight end, it's Travis Kelsey. No explanation needed. It's an A+. Plus. So this leaves Akuta Matata with an average grade of a B. I think that... It just, I think he could be a real dark horse team down the stretch. What do you think? I, I agree uh, with you, Andrew. I think we are pretty close. Uh, only thing I was a little different on was the tight end grade, but I'll get around to that here. So, uh, QBs, I gave him a B minus. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, he had an MVP season last year. I mean, it was pretty pretty crazy, you know, um, that he's still performing at this high level at that age. I mean, like you mentioned, a few other quarterbacks have been able to do it, but he's definitely one of them that's up there. Joe Burrow, I mean, there's some question marks there and sustaining a big injury in his first year is uh, hard for any rookie quarterback. So as you mentioned, he's going to have some adversity to come over, um, you know, this season. So, but if he ends up showing out this year, then that's great because he, he definitely has the potential. He has the right attitude. Um, and I, I think the guy's just a leader. So we'll see what happens, but I give him a B minus there. And that's just strictly based off Aaron Rodgers age and what happens with his career next year, if he gets traded or where he goes. So there's a lot weighing on that. The wide receiver position, I gave him an A minus. Um, I think he has some good young receivers with CD lamb, Chris Godwin, and then even going down to his bench, Allen Robinson, T Higgins, you know, uh, Debo Samuel, you know, it, it just, he has a lot of good young potential. So, I, I think this is one of the better wide receiver cores I've seen, especially from a dynasty aspect. Um, people that will get him points now, but also, you know, provide him some points for the future here. Uh, going over to the running back position, I, I wasn't a huge fan here. I gave him a C. Javante Williams, I think he's just going to end up splitting time, you know. Like, you have Melvin Gordon there. I can't remember the last time that Denver committed to one running back. So, we'll see what happens. Um Chase Edmonds, same thing. I think he's going to get himself a little bit of a two-headed giant there. So I'm not a huge fan of either of those running backs. Going to the tight end position, I ended up giving him a B uh, just because Travis Kelsey's age. I mean, he's still going to perform. He's going to do well for the next couple years, but he will slow down at some point. Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
that's all of our grades. That's all the teams in the league. We've broken everything down. Uh, the last thing that I want to speculate on is who's going to win these divisions. Who do you see on paper? Of course, it's preseason. A lot of things are going to change. Guys are going to emerge. Guys are going to regress. These rankings are obviously not the end-all, be-all. But right now, on paper, which team is going to win the Alpha Division? Yep, I got a Daddy Shark for the Alpha Division, for the Bravo Division. I'm going with the Fighting Franklins. And for the Charlie Division, I'm going with Pop Pop. Pop Pop? And, uh, I'm thinking the Fighting Franklins are going to take it. And uh, I do have to let you go here, though, Andrew. I'm running on to a meeting. Thank you for having me out today, and thanks for all that are going to listen. So, yeah, thank you for awesome thank you for joining. Day. Yep, I will talk to you later. All right, see ya. Yep. All right, guys. So for me, um, I've got myself winning the division in the in the Alpha Division. Uh, it, I really, really liked the Lombardi Legends with Seth to win that division. Actually. But with the Dobbins injury, it's just a little too much. And it really is just a massive swing for his team. So when I had him finishing at the top, I really think he's going to finish closer to the bottom now. So going over to the Bravo division, I think it's going to be really tough. I think that um, Fighting Franklins probably have the best chance with the injury to J.K. Dobbins and him having the replacement in Gus Edwards. But I think that Team Dharma could make it very, very interesting. So I think that that is a very, I think that's the closest division uh, where all of those teams could fall within a game of re, a game of each other. And then moving over to the Charlie division, um, I'm going to say that uh, Andrew Pop and Team Pop Pop is going to take the division. But I really think that Okuda Matata and Ryan Weggs could make it a very, very interesting division. Also the same thing with Matt Muzzy. Uh, that is going to be a very, very strong division. So going to the championship game, uh, I'm going to have to go with myself. And I think I think that Ryan Weggs might pull it out. I think it's going to be me versus Weggs in the championship game this year. Um I just I have a I have a feeling he's got some guys that are real deep sleepers, and I just think that he could have uh, a very very good season if that all pans out for him. But again, there's always a side to the, to the co- another side to the coin where it really it could be an amazing season, but it could also be a brutal season. So uh, that's going to be the show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out and share them. I love talking about uh, talking about fantasy football. I love giving out advice. And if you want to come on the show, I'd love to have you on. So, for me, for Andrew Pop, the League Podcast, we are signing out. See you.